I'm going to space, but I have a lot of work to do to get there, starting with losing 100 pounds. And from there, learning Russian. This is the Remove Before Flight podcast, and I'm your host, Zachariah Moreno. And this is my journey from overweight to weightless. Welcome to Remove Before Flight, episode zero. I'm Zachariah Moreno. And I'm here with Rockwell Felder. What's up? What's up? So what's what's removed before flight? And uh, why why are we doing this? Why am I doing this? Um, on a, kind of a macro zoomed out level, it's because I want to go to space. I've set a goal for myself to travel to space. And that's going to be that's going to be quite a journey uh, leading up to even uh, before that that trip. And I think that's what the podcast is is aimed at is all of the prerequisites and the prep work that are going to be required to uh, to facilitate that. Wow. To facilitate that uh, that trip to space, so there's it's kind of broken down into a couple huge goals because that's a huge goal, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to break it down further from working backwards from the goal of traveling to space and coming back. So, I mean, I, I've known you for a long time and I know that you, you know, you've always been into space and, and stuff like that. And, you know, always looking for looking forward to what you have to look forward to, you know, the future and stuff like that. So but I don't know, like, why you. Why is it such a, a, a huge goal in your life, a, such a North Star for you to go to space? I don't think I, I know that yet. And I think that'd be helpful for everybody to know, like, what. And why is that? And why is this such a special journey for you? It's kind of it's kind of hard to say, like what it what any one one reason for it. Um, one reason is that so few people have had that opportunity. So on some level, that's really cool to think that I'd be one of those people. Um, and I think of astronauts as the closest thing we have to superheroes. And I don't even think my goal is to necessarily be a quote astronaut. Cause I think of an astronaut as being like, um, a scientist, um, of some kind in, in one field or another that like has gone either, you know, uh, to the moon or more likely the international space station and in kind of our lifetime. So I don't really want to go to the international space station. I'd rather much rather go to the moon and I never really, or, or, or Mars maybe. I mean, we can get into the, the differences the way I see those, but so one is just that the opportunity it, exists now or is going to exist in the near future for anybody to be able to do that but even that i think is a of a, a far cry from 
the truth. The truth is that it's incredibly difficult physically to travel to space. Um, there are prerequisites of like knowing, uh, knowing more than just spoken English. You have to learn how to speak Russian fluently because of um, the way things are kind of right now. And I think that's mostly because the International Space Station. So that might change. But I think the physical requirements are going to be always there. Um, I mean, some people don't even have clearance to take like a, a flight across country or like travel on a plane because they have like a pacemaker or something like that. So space is like a whole nother level of that because there's multiple G's that your body needs to be able to go through. And they're not going to let they're not going to let anybody do that because of insurance or medical reasons. So that's not really answering the question why, but, you know, it it never was possible like I don't think like for my my grandparents for sure or definitely my parents it wasn't even an option to consider because you're not a career scientist you're not at the top of your field you're not a superhuman astronaut like candidate you're not a test pilot those kind of things um and I'm none of those things but I think it's the the commercial opportunities that are kind of opening up in space that you can pretty much bet on somebody getting there within our lifetime. And I've been kind of slowly coming to that realization over the course of my life. And I was not always into space. Um, I remember like being young and my dad showing me like star charts in our front yard or like camping and stuff like that. And I would get like super freaked out because just like overwhelming the vastness and then like aliens or whatever else, you know, it was kind of racing racing through my thoughts at the time but you know as I've gotten older I've gotten way more into science and engineering and um, physics and all of those things kind of culminate for me in being able to travel humans being able to travel to space and I think that word travel is the difference than the way things are in our current kind of history and then the way things have been for space they've always been government driven superhuman astronauts uh, I think that's that's changing so just kind of seeing that there's an opportunity there and that it's this frontier um, and there's like inevitably going to be an adventure and experiences that I can't even kind of begin to guess and that's that's very exciting to me um, that and then all of the the crazy like it's a risk you know, and that's another way to think of it is just like, would I be, would I be cool dying on a flight, you know, cause rockets still blow up. We still use chemical rockets and that'll probably be the case for our lifetime. Um, so it's still a risk, even if it's commercially viable and all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an increased risk of getting cancer by traveling to space because you get exposed to way more radiation because you're not protected by like our our um the van allen belt and the magnetosphere that we have here with earth that blocks all that solar radiation you don't have that um and that's why it's kind of amazing that the apollo astronauts have lived to be the age you know really really good age but i think that's because they're super they're superhuman you know <laughs> so i think it's that frontier and the engineering and just what it demands of 
humans to be able to do that. And I think it's an opportunity that um, I want to I want to achieve in my lifetime. All right, cool. So it's you know it's always helpful to like have a clear and understanding of what that why is, and you know helpful for the listeners because they they're gonna go on this journey with you, right? So, but if we were only doing a podcast on the why, it would just be one episode. So, I guess. You know, now that we've defined the why, why you want to go to space so much, like, you know, why, what is remove before flight about? Like, what, what is, what are you, what, um, you know, the, the why is to go to space. So why are you documenting getting prepared to go to space? And what does that entail? Yeah, it's, it's mostly because if the way I kind of think about it, so the name remove before flight, I think, um, assumes that there's like you know there's something happening before the flight this flight in my case being uh, a flight on a, a rocket on to, to space um, there's things that need to happen before the flight for that to go successfully um, and that I think is it's also for context it's also kind of a cultural thing within space and aerospace to have these these keys with um with a label a red label hanging from them that is like a ribbon that has the words printed on it in white letters removed before flight and that way the the ground crew knows to take out that key before uh bef- well before in the preparation so that way some process in that in that vehicle will will be enabled and, and kind of armed so that's a cultural thing. People wear them on like jackets now and stuff, and it's like kind of an aerospace uh, cultural thing uh, icon. And I thought it was a good name for the podcast because uh, because it fits with like the prepar- documenting the preparation and the things necessary to to get me ready for for going to space. Um, and those things are kind of broken down into into a bunch of not a bunch but like really big grand goals in and of themselves and this was originally going to be a podcast about about uh, my goal to lose 100 pounds because I'm I'm overweight I've been overweight pretty much my entire adult life and um, definitely not a victim I, I enjoy food and like could definitely exercise more so that is a huge life change and I wanted to document that and had a few conversations um our mentor and advisor Harry Duran when I told him about this was like well why why do you want to lose 100 pounds my answer was I want to go to space and I need to get ready to go to space and he was like that's what you should make the podcast about the bigger goal so the first goal uh to go to space is to is to lose 100 pounds and uh that's going to be incredible in and of itself and something that I'm really really stoked about and uh we'll put a pin in that one cuz that's kind of this kind of the order that things are going to go in for the podcast over the course of years this is going to be a long running process so know that you're getting into that <laughs> I'm uh for context I'm I'm 28 years old right now um and yeah uh, run a startup there's other stuff in my life but this is definitely um 
a longer term plan than uh than really I've ever put into place I think with uh with even I don't know startups like a 10 year plan longer whatever so this this is probably about that I don't know maybe more but I don't care I don't care how long it takes I don't I don't care how long it takes because I think it's something that is really I'm really passionate about so whatever it's going to necessitate for me and I've just been working backwards from there so losing 100 pounds is going to be very helpful for getting like doctor clearance to actually go physically go on this journey uh to be able to take those g-forces and be healthy enough to to survive a journey and be healthy um and be able to come back because astronauts work out they're beasts like they're constantly working out and nasa has like their schedule on the international space station and they're they work out for multiple hours of the day because your body atrophies in uh, microgravity so even that like you got to be the better fit you are when you go to space is going to be helpful when you come back because of your heart health your whole body is atrophying during that time you're in space so when you come back you're gonna you're gonna be set back even if you work out like a beast uh while you're up there because of that so that's why that's why there's that requirement um there's another that i mentioned and that's learning russian uh not something that i entirely like i don't think that would be a goal if if going to space were not um mostly because it's convenient to speak english (laughs) so um and Russian's really hard. The Russian's really hard. So I, I respect that and anybody who's picked it up um, as a second language. So that's going to be difficult. And I've I've attempted to learn spoken and written languages outside of programming. I'm, I'm a software engineer, so I can work in many different languages uh, in that in that regard. But but spoken languages and written languages have um, always kind of evaded me. So spanish and french and yeah they've never really stuck um so i think that's going to be difficult that might actually be harder than losing 100 pounds um not sure and uh so lose 100 pounds learn learn russian um being able to afford a ticket even though it is now going to be a commercial thing in the coming years it's still going to be expensive uh, I think there have been some numbers thrown around, but I don't even know how seriously to take those. But a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think, is going to be uh, for for a ticket to either the moon or Mars and back. So got to be able to afford that, and that's a hurdle that I think most people are you know going to struggle with, my, myself included. So that's probably going to be harder than learning Russian um, and losing 100 pounds. And then it's actually, those are the three prerequisites, I think. Um, The money, the knowledge, the physical, uh, all three of those things need to be there to actually go on a flight. And then it's actually going to be documenting, we're actually going to, I'm actually going to be documenting going on this journey and traveling to space. And depending on, you know, there's a lot up in the air with that, but if it's the moon or Mars or whatever, those are different much different lengths of trips the the apollo missions were like three days to the moon 
um, I think like one or two days there and then come back in three days. So a little bit over a week, something like that. And that I think is probably the most realistic scenario, um, for, for me. And I would be stoked about that. Like that totally checks the box for me. Um, because it's relatively quick. I love nature and earth and all of the things that are here. So that's going to be, um, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily live and like spend the rest of my life in space, but I want to go and come back and a uh, trip to Mars best case scenario, depending on the orbits line up, how the orbits line up, it would be about a three month trip with our current technologies and then some amount of time at Mars and then three months back. So that's, that's very different, right? That's a demanding thing. I don't know how quickly that will be like travel, you know, it's, we still haven't even put any humans on Mars. So that one is more of a stretch for the commercial side of things, but could be doable, um, depending on how quickly things move and yeah, uh, that's still up in the air, but I think that would be a, a trip to, to go to Mars, but I think the moon's more realistic. I think even more realistic than that is a flight in low earth orbit. That is pretty much commercially viable today. Um, but they don't even actually go into orbit. They just do kind of these parabolic arcs and you get weightlessness for a few minutes and then they come back down. It's not a, not a rocket, so it's way safer, but you, you know, it's, it lasts minutes, uh, in microgravity. So, uh, going on the trip likely to low earth orbit or, uh, ideally the moon. Um, and then, coming back and uh, coming back home and then helping others uh, achieve, you know, their goals of going to space and um, becoming better people to, to go there. What, what do you think about all this? Would, would you, would you go to space? Uh, I mean, I guess it just depends on how it is when, when it's what that looks like for us, but uh, it's definitely not, one of my priorities um but it's also something i really haven't put a whole lot of thought into or considered if i have to learn russian to do it I, that probably counts me out i mean i'm i need i, I do want to learn spanish or you know italian or something like that but not I, I don't think i have no no offense russia i love russia but um i just yeah i'd rather learn a language that i can I know people. I have actual people in mind that I would want to communicate with in in Spanish and Italian and stuff. So, um, but I mean, I think what's cool about it is like you have this grand goal, and then baked into it are are all these other little goals, and they all can kind of play off each other too. Because like, you know, the health goal that's going to help you theoretically live longer. So maybe you can, you know, who knows what's going to be available in that time frame, and you know. Maybe you're a hundred, but maybe you go to Mars, <laughs> you know, maybe you're, you know, it's who knows. But so I think it's, I think it's cool to, to, you know, document this and really, um, you know, I think there's, you've overcome a lot of things in your life. Uh, you know, I've known you for significant, significant amount of time. You know, I've seen you as a teenager to a, to a young man, to a young, but older man, <laughs> um, you know, you're married now and stuff like that. So there's, you know, you're, you're, 
I've seen you go through many places in life and I feel like, um, you know, the physical realm, like I told you, is one of the things that is, is that last frontier I, I see as being, uh, you know, one of the points where, you know, you, you probably do become a superhero at that point, you know, um, and you, you already are in so many ways. So, um, it'll be fun to, to watch and, you know, uh, be, be cheering you on and, you know, when you do go into space, I'll probably be on Earth, but uh, I'll be waving at you. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't, I don't feel like a superhero, but um, I mean, that's kind of why this is super audacious, right? Let's just be real about it. And I could totally, uh, I could totally fail, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's attractive to pursue, it's, you know, risk worth taking kind of thing. Um, mostly because of the the journey. I think that's another thing that will probably be more impactful than the actual trip itself. Like, you know, spending a week going around the moon um, is probably going to pale in comparison to like losing a hundred pounds and learning a second language and like who that's going to demand me to become, I think is probably the more, the more valuable thing, but you got to have that, that far out goal. And to me, that's what this is. And periodically in the show, we're going to, zoom out and revisit kind of the bigger picture of it but i think kind of in the in the nearer term we're going to start with that first goal of the physical and losing 100 pounds so just full transparency um losing 100 pounds like why you know like you have 100 pounds to lose is like tyler was our friend tyler basu was joking around and um the answer is yes, unfortunately. And I weighed in this morning at 280 pounds, which I'm not proud of, but it's real. And uh, that's where I think getting to 180 pounds would be great. That'd be incredible. I don't, I don't remember when the last time I weighed 180 pounds was. Um, so that's crazy. And even if, you know, that's what I achieve, like, it's worth it. Um, totally worth it because it's something that I've just like put off kind of for my whole life. I focused much more on like learning and kind of mental development and not so much on physical development. And, um, yeah, so that's a priority shift that I'm making to, um, to prioritize my, my physical health to achieve this goal and then make that the new normal, uh, not rebound and immediately go back to the way things were. Cause then it would pretty much be in vain and it would just be like for the show and just whatever. That's not, that's not what I want. So that is, uh, that's the near term. I think that's what I want to talk about a lot uh, to document in the beginning of this. Um, because I've not started learning Russian, but I have a plan for the losing losing 100 pounds, and that's to start training um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the Guardian Gym in Oakland, California, which you are a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and um, been training for how long now? I'm in my... I've been training for three years, so I'm in my fourth year. Yeah, and so it took me two years to get to blue belt, um, and that's the 
like the second belt after that's the first belt after white rather so it goes white blue purple brown and then black is like when you're the master a master yeah and it's uh it's something that i've kind of followed for a little while now just interesting to watch people do brazilian jiu-jitsu through i think exposure through mixed martial arts was kind of the first time and just how incredibly technical it is and also like physically demanding but also like cerebral because it's there's a lot of different you know possible outcomes ways things could go and then just seeing how good people can be at it i think is inspiring and also i've always had kind of a a natural ability towards being more flexible than the average person and i've done yoga for yoga like primarily as a home practice for the last like decade and that's a pretty strong habit that i've um been able to develop and maintain but like yoga is not really exercise and you know isn't really gonna put a huge dent in i think that kind of uh you know lifestyle change like yoga is awesome and i'm not stopping my yoga practice i look at starting brazilian jiu-jitsu as uh, the next step and like an evolution in that, uh, you know, flexibility and mobility that comes from yoga, but with, you know, a, trying to submit another person and them trying to submit you, it just seems like much more of a, like a sport, sport version of, of yoga that is more challenging because you have people trying to stop you from getting into these positions and, and moving forward. So, um, that's why, you know, I think I was inspired by your progress in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and just how I think you've made it seem much more accessible to me. And like, because I remember when you started and uh, and seeing you go through that progression is really cool. And, uh, you know, how people talk about it, who do it, like how addictive it, it can be and how fun it is, but also a really, really great workout and physically demanding. So I think that that was an easy decision, really. Like, you know, how how am I going to lose a hundred? How am I going to lose a hundred pounds? Like, I'm going to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I I also did martial arts uh, when I was much younger. My my brother Vince, um, your friend Vince, is is um, is a first degree black belt in Taekwondo, um, ATA, and uh, so I was always kind of like I'm four years younger than him, so I never made it that far in my uh, in my journey, but definitely, you know, trained and fought and everything every day. And when I was much younger, but, um, didn't really take it all that seriously. It was just a family thing and was fun as a kid. And I think jujitsu, uh, wasn't really a thing back then in the early nineties. So, uh, it's much more of a thing now and more established and just really cool, uh, to me. So I think that's, uh, that's the plan in the near term is to is to start training brazilian jiu-jitsu at guardian and um yeah stoked to be a white belt <laughs> so um how do you how do you think about jiu-jitsu what do, you, what do you think about that being a decision or not like i could have said like oh i'm going to train to run a marathon or something like that like what, what's your take on that yeah well when you whenever you've asked me about like certain fitness or exercise advice and stuff my 
question was always like, well, what do you like to do? Because the thing for me that has made jujitsu so special and such a game changer in my personal life is that it was one of the few things that, although I was terrible at it at first, absolutely terrible, and it and it hurt um, more than any other form of exercise I've ever done. And it was somewhat humiliating at first, too. I mean, you were getting manhandled by people that are often much smaller than you that don't appear like they could, um, you know, hurt you and then they're absolutely having their way with you like it's easy for them it's really strange that uh, you're getting manipulated <laughs> uh, physically manipulated and um, but for whatever reason I, I didn't care that I was terrible I didn't care that I felt so like demasculated or however you say that word um, I just wanted to get better like immediately that's all I was thinking was like I just want to get better I know I suck I've sucked at plenty of other things before and found a way to get better at that so kind of with that um previous ex experience and perseverance through through hard things i kind of learned like well i can i can figure this out and then seeing just how great of a workout it was seeing the the changes that my body was was making getting more familiar with my body and in that regard it's very similar to yoga i feel like i'm I feel like I was very out of touch with my body, even though I exercised all the time. Uh, it was mostly like weightlifting or CrossFit kind of workouts that I was doing for, you know, from 13 to, to 28, 28. Yeah. It was pretty much just like always lifting weights or running, sprinting, stuff like that. Um, but the cool thing about jujitsu is that you don't need prior experience. I didn't have any prior experience in anything like that. Um, and you can do it when you're older. I mean, I don't know if you saw the guy, uh, or if you, um, you know, I've seen like Anthony Bourdain, that was like the inspiration to me when hearing Anthony Bourdain on Joe Rogan's podcast, talking about doing jujitsu, you know, he's, he was 50, whatever at that time when he started, and I'm like, man, this is a, you know, the life that Anthony Bourdain had. And then to start at 50, whatever, why can't I start as a 28 year old now? Like that. You know, like, and then the, and then you can compete like against other people and like win awards and stuff at that age and like kind of have that experience of like playing an NBA game, but you don't have to be an NBA player. Like most of us don't have that option. I certainly didn't. So being able to have that option and just being able to do it into your old age. And then it's very, like you said, cerebral. So I think it appeals to uh, an individual that, I like to consider myself be or be working towards and the people that it attracts, it's definitely good people to be around and it's like awesome networking as well. And like, there's no better way of uh, like, I don't know. It's just like you just, when you, after like rolling with those people, you kind of just like, you know each other on a, on a kind of weird level. Um, and then like, you know what I was telling you, like after, once this happens, like once you get more ingrained in jujitsu, you know, like, what's the worst that's going to happen when we have an argument or a fight? Like we could just go settle it there and like, you know, get it out, get it out of us. And then we'll be like, all right, bro. All right, let's figure out, let's, let's move forward. You know what I mean? Like what's the worst that could happen? That's what we're, we're going to be doing it. Um, so yeah. So I, so again, like, you know, I, I don't want anyone to get the impression that like I was like trying to pressure you or sell you on it, but I did think that you can benefit from it. And I did think that you, you would catch on quicker than other people because your flexibility is so fucking freaky. Um, and like, 
and and then and yeah and obviously have me as a resource to like help push you or you know uh train with you share knowledge all that stuff so um again just you know stoked that you're going to be doing it because i think it's going to be incredible it, um you know when we're recording a year from now no i think it's i think it's awesome and something that like I never really considered doing until like seeing you. I think you out of our whole group. I mean, we're like a big group of friends and we all follow that stuff. And I think you were the only one who's like made the jump and actually started training in it and then to stay consistent with it. And, um, yeah, you see, you see people who are really good at it and you're just like, I want to get there. Like, I think that's like, I mean, yeah, it's it's just so far from like what you see normal people doing, and it just looks easy and crazy um, that people can do this with their with their bodies. So it's like there's definitely something there, and I think, um, yeah, it seems to it seems to appeal to a certain kind of person. I think I think we're we're similar in that in that way, and it it kind of calls to to some people. It's like um, a guy uh, Josh Waitskin uh, the chess kid grandmaster from searching for bobby fisher that movie the the real person it was based on like doesn't play chess anymore and he's a a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's like he describes it as like chess with your body with another person and and it it can be that um, challenging and dynamic and artful and all of those things so i'm really looking forward to losing 100 pounds and and that being kind of the mechanism that primary mechanism to to train and get more physically fit and also kind of more intelligent and in tune with with my body um so that's the that's the macro of wanting to go to space it's going to start with losing 100 pounds i'm going to do jujitsu um to to achieve that goal and then start to learn russian be able to afford a ticket to space go to space come back and help others so that is in a nutshell remove before flight 